This is Seek the Good, Episode 1, Seek and Ye Shall Find. This is the podcast where we seek the good in life, in others, and in ourselves to create an extraordinary life. This is Seek the Good, and I'm your host, Jaquel Welcome to Seek the Good. Thanks for listening. I'll just give a brief introduction of myself and you'll find out more about me throughout this podcast, but um, I'm Jaquel Toll and I am 30 years old. I'm a mother to two wonderful sons and I am a wife to a modern day Captain Moroni. If you don't believe me, once you meet him, you'll find out. He's a police officer and he seriously does it for all the right reasons and he is amazing. He's seriously wonderful. And I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love the gospel and you'll see that as well through the podcast. I attended BYU and At BYU, I was going into dance education, and I just felt like I was very directed by the Lord in changing my major to family studies. And at the time, I was kind of confused and kind of embarrassed, like, I study families, and (laughs) everybody's like, what are you going to do with that? And I knew that I could use all those skills to help me to choose to get married and to help me be have a better family. But I also wanted to learn those skills in family studies to teach others about it. I truly believe that the Lord wants us to learn life skills so that we can have greater joy in our life, whether that be greater joy in our relationships, learning skills to have better relationships, or um, learning skills to be better parents. I'm reading a book currently by Dr. Glenn Latham, and he is a wonderful teacher, and he talks about how good parenting requires good parenting skills. And it used to not because the environment kind of was the good parent. Kids would have to do chores because they knew that if they didn't do their chores, their family wouldn't survive. They wouldn't have, you know, maybe they went to go get wood and to, and if they didn't do that, they wouldn't have the necessary things to keep their house warm or to cook meals, whatever it may be. And our environment is now, it used to work for us and it's now starting to work against us. And so we need to have good parenting skills to teach our kids how to be good and useful people in our society. Anyway, I love self-help. I read self-help books all the time. I listen to self-help podcasts. But I want you to realize when you hear self-help, it's never just ourselves, right? It's always the Savior with us. And it's because of Him, things are possible. And I really believe that a lot of these self-help books that I love they're usually missing the biggest part of the puzzle on how to improve ourselves, which is the Savior. And so I want to include that always in the podcast and in my teachings about how we can learn different skills. 
self-help is like self-reliance, how the church teaches self-reliance. Even though it's we're being self-reliant, it doesn't mean we're by ourselves, right? It's always the Savior still helping us. Self-reliance just means that we don't need other people pushing us to come closer to Christ, but we're going to do it on our own. And we're going to turn to Him, and He's going to be able to help us. And that's going to be internally motivated instead of other people having to motivate us to do it. Self-reliant. And the Lord, obviously, He wants us to be self-reliant in so many ways. One skill set He wants us to have is in finances. The church came out with this amazing program. And I took the course on starting my own business because I teach... I have a little dance studio. I teach dance in my home. It helped me a ton to learn and to see that the Lord is very mindful of his children and he wants them to be temporally blessed as well as spiritually blessed. So it's all about skills, guys. We got to learn these skills and we're never going to be done learning them. We always can be improving and those will help us be more like the Savior. Whatever the question, the answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Elder Holland taught us that, and it's so true. Another skill that I believe the Lord can help us with is our thoughts. I'll talk about thoughts a lot in this podcast. And it's because our thoughts control so much. And I think we don't think we can always control them. But we have a lot more power there than we realize. And it just is learning the right skills to be able to control our thoughts. And we choose thoughts that will help us. So today I just wanted to talk about my podcast title, which is Seek the Good. And let's start with the promise blessing first about seeking. In Matthew, in Luke, and in 3 Nephi, We learn that if we seek, we shall find. That's the promise. We will find. I like this quote from Craig C. Christensen, who said, Although the process of seeking includes prayer and supplication, it goes much deeper than that. Seeking is more of a journey than a single event. I liken it to taking a long cross-country vacation. Although we know what our destiny ultimate destination is the rich experiences and real learning comes day by day as we progress towards our goal so we we all know what our ultimate goal is to return to live with god and be like our savior you know seeking is not just a single event one day i'm gonna get it right every day i need to be seeking and what are we seeking for we are seeking for the good we're seeking for the good The good is Christ, and the good is all things that that lead us to Him, lead us to the Savior. I saw this quote on the internet, and it didn't have credit given to who said it, but it was, A negative mind will never give you a positive life. And I found this to be so true. When I had my second son, I was in a very, very negative place. And my mind was always looking at negative and talking very negatively to me. And I was not happy. 
because of that. And when I learned that I could change my thoughts I and how to control them better, I was able to then seek for the good. Our mind is naturally very negative. I think most of us are. It looks for the negative around us, but we can change that. And as we start controlling what our mind's doing, we can look for the good around us and have more happiness that way. Our dear President Nelson is such a good example of seeking the good. He's so positive and you can tell that he looks for the good around him and it brings him joy. Even though there's so much sadness and wickedness in this world, if we focus on that, we will feel pretty depressed. But if we focus on all the good, because there is so much good around us, we will find so much more joy. President Nelson once said, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. When we focus on the good, we will feel joy. If we focus on the negative, we will feel negative. President Nelson also says, we can feel joy regardless of what is happening or not happening in our lives. Joy comes from and because of him, Jesus Christ. He is the source of all joy. So think about that for a minute. What is happening in your life right now that you wish wasn't happening anymore? And then also, what isn't happening in your life that you wish was happening. As President Nelson taught us, we can have joy without those things changing. We can feel it right now. And I want to teach the skills that you need to fill those things. I'll be doing this podcast weekly, and I hope that you'll join me in seeking the good. We seek all things that are virtuous and lovely and of good report, right? Let's do it together. We'll see you next week. Bye. You are listening to Seek the Good, Episode 6, Believe, Love, Do. I just received the best calling in the church, which is to teach Release Society. And I love it because the sisters in my ward share the most amazing comments and I just learn so much every time I teach. And this last week I was assigned the talk by Elder Uchtdorf called Believe, Love, Do and wanted to share some of the things I learned from this lesson. So I started out with talking about small and simple because that principle is so important and I feel that us as sisters forget that and we think we need to do such big marvelous things every day but really all we need to do is small and simple things and great things will come from it and we might not see those great things in the day-to-day but over time doing those small and little things will compound into something great so keep that in mind as we discuss the different things today that we just need to keep it small and simple Elder Uchtdorf said the ancient King Solomon was one of the most outwardly successful human beings in history. 
He seemed to have everything, money, power, adoration, honor. But after decades of self-indulgence and luxury, how did King Solomon sum up his life? All is vanity, he said. This man who had it all ended up disillusioned, pessimistic, and unhappy, despite everything he had going for him. So many of us focus on temporal things and think that's what's going to bring us happiness, just like King Solomon. And Elder Uchtdorf goes on to say, When silent sorrows creep into the corners of our lives, when sadness saturates our days and casts deep shadows over our nights, when tragedy and injustices enter the world around us, including the lives of those we love, when we journey through our own personal and lonely path of misfortune and pain dark darkens our stillness and breaches our tranquility, we might be tempted to agree with Solomon that life is vain and devoid of meaning. How many times have you thought once this aspect of my life is different, I'll be happy? Or have you thought, oh, if only this, um, if only I could have this thing in my life, I'd be happy. Elder Uchtdorf said, The good news is there is hope. There is a solution to the emptiness, vanity of life. There is a solution to even the deepest hopelessness and discouragement you might feel. This hope is found in the transformative power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and in the Savior's redemptive power to heal us of our soul sicknesses. I am come, Jesus declared, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So let's talk about what is an abundant life. I want you to think for just a second. What would abundant life look like in your life? Maybe pictures will come to your mind or maybe you can write down some things that would be included in your abundant life. So just take a second to do that. I don't know about you, but the first things that came into my mind were temporal things. <laughs> I thought my life would be so abundant if I had um, different, you know, temporal things, um, material things in my life. And I liked one of the sisters in our class she mentioned she thought of abundance she thought of like the harvest when we plant and and sow seeds and how we reap the abundant food that comes from that and that's kind of what came to her mind when she thought about abundant <clears throat> and then another sister raised her hand and she talked about all the blessings that she has in her life a lot of it had to do with her relationship with god and knowing who she was. And I was just like, yes, that's it. That is what the actual abundant life looks like. It's not about the temporal things. It's not about the, what's, you know, things that are out of our control. Abundant life we can achieve, and that is focusing on, on Christ. 
And I think we just need to look at what that means to have an abundant life differently than some of us might be thinking. Elder Uchtdor said, We achieve that abundant life not by focusing on our own needs or on our own achievements, but by becoming true disciples of Jesus Christ, by following in his ways and engaging in his work. We find the abundant life by forgetting ourselves and engaging in the great cause of Christ. So this made me think of the scripture, Matthew 10, 39, He that loses his life for my sake shall find it. This is a promise that Heavenly Father has given us to be able to find more meaning in our life. But to me, it's kind of a scary thought. I'm going to lose my life. And I ask the sisters, like, what are, what's, what's the fear that I'm experiencing or that others might be experiencing when we think of losing our life? And it came about, I came to kind of realize that it, I think my biggest fear is that I won't be able to meet my own needs. And if I'm focusing on other people's needs, right, all the time, because we have to take care of ourselves too. But the thought that came was that Christ knows my needs more than I do. And he's going to fill those needs, especially as I'm giving myself to him and trying to focus on what he wants me to do. And a sweet sister that's recently returned from her mission raised her hand and she talked about how um, losing ourself isn't really about like losing who we are or our personality or any of those kind of things. It's about losing our self-focus. It's about turning our focus back to Christ and his purposes. And once we do that, we find out who we really are. And find out what our true meaning is. And how, and that's how we have the most joy in our life is when we focus on that. Focus on the cause of Christ. And Elder Uchtdorf explains what that cause is. He says it is to believe in him, to love as he loved, and to do as he did. Therefore his title, Believe, Love, and Do. Elder Uchtdorf says these three principles flow together. Just kidding. He didn't say that. So these three words, believe, love, and do, totally flow together and work together. Elder Uchtdorf explains this by saying, believing God leads to faith in him and developing trust in his word. Faith causes our hearts to grow in love. Let me start this over. Believing God leads to faith in him and developing trust in his word. Faith causes our hearts to grow in our love for God and others. As that love grows, we are inspired to emulate the Savior as we continue our own great journey on the path of discipleship. How many of you have noticed that when you start focusing on one little thing, small and simple, right? If I just start focusing on believing more, believing and growing my faith in Christ, 
I automatically start loving people. I automatically start doing more Christ-like things. It just kind of flows together. It doesn't matter which thing you focus on. They all start growing and start becoming better. Elder Urkdor said, This very day, every day, he reaches out to you, desiring to heal you, to lift you up, and to replace the emptiness in your heart with an abiding joy. He desires to sweep away any darkness that clouds your life and fill it with the sacred and brilliant light of his unending glory. A few weeks ago in Release Society, um, our amazing instructor started the lesson out showing a picture of a lighthouse. And this lighthouse had this huge storm around it. And it looked really scary. And then she talked, she gave a great, and then she gave this great lesson that talked about how we could have more peace and hope and showed a picture of this lighthouse that had peace around it. Beautiful, perfect weather. It was beautiful. And I remember just feeling the spirit so strongly when she showed that and it was wonderful. Then I go home, and throughout the week, Satan brought up that picture to mess with my mind, <laughs> I think a little bit, because I kept I kept picturing that picture and not thinking about it in the right way. I was thinking, how am I going to get my life to not be this storm, not be this mess, but be that peacefulness? And honestly, what I mostly was thinking about was getting my house in order, that it was, wouldn't be so messy, that I could get it really organized, it would be so peaceful, and all these things, and then the more I thought about it, I realized that, and I probably realized this when she shared the lesson, I had just forgotten, but I realized that that peace is not what's going on around us, that that perfect weather, that picture can be ours, but it's not in our circumstances. It's not in what's going on around us. It's what's on the inside. We can have peace in Christ, in our soul, anytime. He can give us that gift. Even though the storm may be going on all around us, we can feel that peace inside of us. So, so maybe the abundant life is a messy trial. <laughs> can you think of that? Like, it, we can have abundance and feel that peace inside even with trials. If we, what if we embrace the mess and the struggle? What if we stopped looking for our surroundings, our circumstances to be perfect and just focused on what's going on inside us and strengthening our faith in Christ that will bring peace? If we did this, what would we be able to start enjoying that we are currently just ignoring?
So we believe, we love, and we do. With belief, Elder Uchtdorf says, in my experience, belief is not so much like a painting we look at and admire and about which we discuss and theorize. It is more like a plow that we take into the field and by the sweat of our brow create furrows in the earth that accept seeds and bear fruit that shall remain. When I read that, I just thought, we have to do something. We just have to move. And it can be something so small. We should start with small things. We should only focus on small things, which will become great. And sometimes when we go out and do stuff and try to get to work and and increase our faith that way, it might be messy and we might make mistakes, but it will all eventually bring about good. I just want to share one more line of this talk that I loved under we love elder Uchtdorf says the scriptures reveal that the more we love god and his children the happier we become and if you look up the footnote that's to fourth nephi one fifteen, that says and it came to pass that there was no contention in the land because of the love of god which did dwell in the hearts of the people how can we show love How can we fill our heart with love today and just show our love a little bit more to those around us and and really think of people as who they really are and try to fill the love that God has for them and therefore we'll be happier just like the scriptures share with us and reveal to us. So I hope that you'll just think what small and simple things am I already doing to believe, to love, and to do? And if the Spirit so prompts, what small little things can I start implementing in my day today that can help me to believe, to love, and to do? And as we focus on Christ's cause, we'll find that we'll lose all the bad things in our life. We won't lose any of the good parts of our life. We'll just, the things that aren't important will fall out of our life. And that will bring more peace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.